Listener discretion is advised. The following show may contain material that may not be suitable for younger listeners or those who are easily offended. The views expressed are for comedy purposes and may or may not be taken seriously. If anything in this episode offends, triggers, or causes you to get so angry that you contemplate kicking a baby, I recommend sending me an email and I will gladly respond with a link to one of my favorite Bob Ross videos to help you calm down. Thank you and please enjoy. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Cotty Womple, the comedy show with no topic but enough humor to get there. My name is Furby, and I'll be your host this evening. A little bit about myself real quick. I'm a 28-year-old comedian out of Arizona who happens to have horrible stage fright. Yeah, I know, that doesn't make any sense. But truth is, I love making people laugh. The one thing that stops me is the thought of absolutely bombing on stage. Combine that with my lack of front teeth, and you have a fucking internet meme waiting to happen. Now, most people would just say fuck it and get another goal to achieve, but not me. I want this. And not just for myself. For the opportunities that it brings to allow me to help others in more ways than just with humor. I'll have more on that at the last segment of this episode, though. For now, let me explain why a comedian with horrible stage fright is hosting a show in the first place. If you guys haven't figured it out yet, it's a lot easier to speak into a mic than it is on stage in front of a bunch of people staring into your very soul for entertainment. My hopes are that, with the support of all of you amazing listeners, I'll be able to get comfortable speaking in front of people, so please bear with me. But enough about myself, I have a great episode lined up for you. I've been thinking pretty hard about this, and I've decided to tell you all about the time I went to a water park in an attempt to break my depression and the three very important life lessons that I carry with me from that day. Stay tuned. So about a year ago, I was going through a horrible depression. I had just gotten married and nine months later divorced, lost everything and everyone close to me, and had just about given up on life. This was also about the time that I'd met my girlfriend. Talking to her a bit about how depressed I was and assuring her not to take my shoelaces, that I wasn't going to hurt myself, her suggestion was to get out of the house. In my mind, I figured me and her would go to a usual place, get drinks, go home, smoke a bit, watch Netflix, you know, an introvert's dream date night. I was wrong. Because next thing I know, I'm on a road trip from Arizona to California. And if any of you have never taken that trip, let me tell you right now, it's eight fucking hours of nothing but Satan's nutsack stretched across an almost endless amount of straight, flat highway. Sounds awesome, right? But it gets better, because you see, that wasn't just my first trip to an amusement park without an adult, even though I kind of am one myself. It was also the furthest I'd ever driven. And let me tell you, no wonder people claim to see so many UFOs on that drive. It's pitch black. It's like being thrown in a dark room on shrooms. You don't know if those are headlights up ahead or if Scotty's beaming you up. I swear to God I saw Jesus on that drive, guys. Well, it could have been the shrooms, thinking about it. I don't know, but the only thing that's worse than that drive is from Vegas to California or anything that takes you through goddamn Ohio. So eight hours later, we finally arrive at our hotel. We make our way to Six Flags Magic Mountain, but we weren't going on any crazy rides, no. We were going next door to Hurricane Harbor to have some fun at the water park. And this is where I learned my first lesson. After waiting in a line that puts a DMV to shame, I was greeted by the most unenthusiastic employee I had ever set eyes upon. She had all the cliches going for her. Hair a mess, makeup quickly painted on, attitude straight from the Latina friends that she never had, and the cherry on top. Oh, this is my 
favorite part. She kept smacking her bubblegum as if periodically getting lockjaw and having to regain control again. I get up there and I get this most just bored. Welcome to Six Flags Hurricane Harbor. My name is Wendy. What tickets would you like? All I said was two adults for one day at Hurricane Harbor and Chick hits me with, that's gonna be $69.98 please. $70 to basically share a public toilet full of warm water and pool noodles? Like some kind of lukewarm ramen mixture and we're the dehydrated veggies, you guys can probably figure out where the flavor packet comes from. So my first lesson hit me right away. It's fucking expensive to be an adult. I never thought about that as a kid since I never had to pay fucking A. I could get the same excitement walking to the corner store here in Phoenix at night. Why do I gotta spend so much money to go to a glorified community bathhouse? But this was only the beginning of life's plan to instill wisdom into me. That was only lesson one. Now that we were inside, it was time to grossly overpay for food that we could have easily gotten literally anywhere else for half the price. But first we had to cross the war zone ahead of us. We honestly thought we were smart going on a Tuesday, as if the rest of the world are too stupid to realize the same thing. A quick scan of my surroundings and I see nothing but screaming kids, exhausted parents, and enough dad bods to get all of Oprah's book club turned on. After a grueling 30 minute trek, which included a moment of desperation now forever referred to in my household as the tight squeeze, we made it to the food court. My girlfriend, being the responsible adult she is, got a plate of funnel cake the size of Trump's head. And me, well, I decided on water park sushi. I love real sushi, and given the chance to eat it, I could do it every day. I say real sushi because the room temperature takeout container I received definitely wasn't real. Some may call what happened next stupid, but I call it an act of survival. In the heat of the day, surrounded by soggy babies and the smell of way too much suntan lotion, one cannot guarantee a meal at leisure. So I ate it. And it was actually pretty good. With enough soy sauce, sriracha, and what I can only hope was wasabi that I squeezed out of a packet, it wasn't half bad. Fat and happy, we headed to our first water slide. According to the little map that we were handed when we got our tickets, the slide we wanted to go down was on the other side of the park. So a good 30 minutes plus stopping at stores, kiosks, you know, looking around. It wasn't that far. But the next part I will remember for the rest of my life, and I mean down to every detail, including the color of the chewing gum on the ground by my shoe. We had just stopped at this bridge that went over the lazy river, which is the only thing that we didn't want to go in aside from the wave pool. Because you see, the lazy river is actually completely honest about its name. They might as well hang a sign on the thing that says, yep, that's pee. I saw at least four people sleeping in a tube snoring while floating around this modern day moat. <laughs> lazy river, more like too lazy to get my ass out of the river and go to the bathroom. But we're standing on this bridge and consulting our map, which in retrospect was kind of stupid since the slide we chose was one of the tallest in the parks. You know, one of those ones where you sit in the ginormous tube and go down with a person, and there's always this one person that you get sat with that tries to make the tube spin when it's going up the walls thinking they're cool until you hit that pond at the bottom soaking everyone on board. Yeah, one of those. By my calculations, all we had to do was cross the little kid's splash pad and round a corner and bam, we should have been there. But right as we were about to leave, Shamu decided he didn't like my stomach and he didn't think it was a suitable tank. He growled so loud that this little kid walking by thought a jet flew over. He was looking in the airport and everything. I didn't have to say a single word. My girlfriend just looks at me and nods as if saying, go, handle your business. I'll be right here. With that, I was looking for a bathroom anywhere. Seriously guys, Lois and Clark had nothing on me at that point. I had a third trimester food baby in the making and I wasn't gonna raise it. 
After about 15 minutes of searching, I had finally found a bathroom, and it just so happened to be the dirtiest one I had ever seen. Seriously, I will never laugh at you ladies out there again for hovering. And that little piece of paper that you pull off the wall that's supposed to cover the toilet seat doesn't even justify that kind of nastiness. But unfortunately, this wasn't a situation where I could hover. If I didn't clamp my ass on that seat and hold myself down with the handicap bars, I'd probably be in orbit right now. So I sat down and settled in for battle. What happened next can only be described as getting an abortion through your asshole in a public restroom while in Mexico. I was dropping what felt like body parts in that bowl. I'm not joking. Finally, towards the end, I could feel it. My colon's piece de resistance. The head of my food baby. Bracing myself and trying not to rosebud, I just remember screaming, It's crowning! And then splash! Relief. I had won. It was time to go on that slide. I walked into that bathroom like a Native American boy sent into the woods to fight a wolf barehanded and I walked out a man. I felt like I had just P90X'd myself into a euphoria. My abs were sore, sweat pouring off me. I grabbed the lemonade from my girlfriend's hand, took a big swig, and was ready to go. But so was the third and final lesson. As we approach the slide, all I see are hundreds of people crowded into a five-story structure and we're sitting right at the end. But I had been through way too much at that point to give up. God damn it, I was going down that slide. So we decided to wait in line. Two and a half hours later, we're almost at the top. Like, I can see people getting their tubes and they're going down the slide. Now, I don't quite know when these people got behind us, but all of a sudden my ears are bombarded with the sound of a screaming toddler. If you guys have kids, cool, more power to you. But I accepted long ago that they're not for me, and I really don't like hearing them scream. Especially if I have to pay for their tickets into an amusement park. No fucking thank you. So on top of the occasional stomach spasm from the sushi, I've got to listen to this fucking kid scream about it being hot. And how he doesn't want to be there. And he wants to be with grandma and eat fruit snacks. His mom just looks at me and says, I'm so sorry. It's his first time here and he's cranky. We wanted him to have an early memory of one of our favorite summer parks. Seriously? Guys. I almost lost it right there. All this kid is going to remember is being overheated, thrown on a tube, and a bunch of splashing. You could have seriously ran him through a washer and dryer, and he would have remembered the same thing, plus smell like lavender fields. You don't have to bring him to a fucking water slide. What's he going to do? Sit in your lap as you decide what's more important? Holding your child or the bars on the tube so you don't fall out? For the next 45 minutes, this kid kicked, screamed, and was throwing himself back in his mom's arms just having a tantrum. At one point, I almost suggested that she throw him out, like, over the side of the railing. Be and before any of you get all super mom on me and tell me how distasteful that thought was, hear me out. She throws him over. We get silence and the ability to enjoy the water park. He gets out of the heat. And if mom aims just right, he can hit grandma and make a two-for-one special. They can both eat fruit snacks in heaven. Everyone wins. I'm pretty sure the people around mom would back her up too. We were all tired of him. Just like every single one of the people there was just like, dude, I want to turn around and get out of this line. Just get that kid out of here. There were people saying, Sh shut that kid up. It was, it was horrible. We could have just all agreed that he threw himself out of his mom's arms and fell. You know, terrible twos. He's throwing a tantrum. Well, he did it at the wrong time. But I kept my mouth closed. Finally, though, we reach the top and I start to see, like, the end of this nightmare. The guy who sends you down and asks, like, how many in your party and, like, get you your tube. I told him to, thinking me and my girlfriend can share one and have fun. Nope, of course not. 
This dude looks back at the lady with the kid and motions to the two empty seats in my tube. So now I gotta ride down and hear this little brat scream like a banshee all the way to the bottom. And to top it off, my stomach is threatening round two. So now I'm absolutely miserable. They sit down and away we go. Swishing and splashing, you know, everything that someone with the shits wants to experience while clenching their asshole shut like a snapping turtle. We round a couple turns and go through a tunnel and we start approaching the final drop at the end. Right as we do, this kid looks at me as if to say, get ready, motherfucker, and screams, I have to potty right as we drop and go under that bridge, you know, where you splash the people and they stand. And after everything settles, we all look down at the bottom of this tube and there's nothing but brown water. This kid's mom freaks the hell out and starts apologizing, saying she thought it, he only had a pee as if that was any fucking better. My girlfriend is dry heaving and desperately trying to rinse herself off in a kiddie pool, but this was the moment that I learned my final lesson, which was when life shits on you, return the favor. I just look at this kid with the biggest fuck you on my face and walk right past the bathroom. Back at the hotel, my girlfriend asked me how I was feeling given the events of today. Most people would have said the day was ruined. But I thought back on that kid getting his ass beat for shitting in a tube, and I felt like I had lost a great weight from within me. I felt better, lighter, and depression-free. Well, everyone, that's going to do it for tonight's episode here on CastBox. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all my episodes. If you want to support this channel with a one-time donation, it is greatly appreciated. I also accept donations and tips through PayPal, Venmo, and most other cryptocurrencies. Check the show description for more information. I am proud to say that I donate half of all proceeds generated from this show to helping communities worldwide. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.